Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome indeed to your Wednesday if you'd like to be part of Bo Snurley's Rush Hour, all you have to do, give us a call. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. Plenty of news to kick off the day. You have no doubt heard that finally, ladies and gentlemen, finally, 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 after after decades and decades of school shootings that have gone unanswered by the United States legislative bodies. Finally, somebody did something. Finally, the Senate has approved a gun deal, gun safety legislation. And it is it is going to stop everything right in its tracks. All of these school shootings that we have had to face these horrible, horrible incidents one after another. All of these, these, these mass shootings in the United States soon will be a thing of the past because the United States Senate has acted. Ten Republicans joined Democrats to produce a long-awaited deal, a bipartisan deal on gun safety. It allows Democrats somehow, I think, although it doesn't say quite how and what the criteria are, they're going to be able to take away guns from dangerous people. Now, that ought to be a cause of celebration, should it not? Finally, in America, there's going to be money spent. They're going to give money to Democrat states. So, and well, they're going to give money to all the states that want it, but also the Democrat states are going to get their money so that they can invest in red flag laws so that they can say, you know what? That person's dangerous. Give me your guns. That person's dangerous. Give me your guns. And that person over there isn't dangerous. You can keep yours. And I know that you have all been looking forward to this. Now, now, okay. The Democrats wanted some things that they didn't get, but still it's a victory. No, no, Susie, the bill doesn't ban assault-style rifles. No, no, 
no Karen. It doesn't know Karen. High-capacity magazines are still going to be sold, Karen. But, but, Karen, background check requirements for gun purchases are going to be expanded. And that is something that the Democrats have been demanding. And now they found 10 Republicans to go along with it. The lead negotiator, John Cornyn out of Texas, says that he wants to make sure we do something useful, something capable of becoming law, something that will have the potential to save lives. And so, I mean, who's going to oppose this thing? Yeah, 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 some people in the House, some of these rabid Republicans, you know who they are. They might say, no, no, no. They might, look, these Republicans, they might actually be suspicious. They might think, for instance, that Democrats are going to use those red flag laws to maybe say, you know, these parents, for instance, that are going to these school board meetings, why, they're dangerous. They're dangerous people. They're like domestic terrorists, and maybe they shouldn't have guns. But, I mean, okay, so Republicans are suspicious, but but who really believes that Democrats would do such a thing? Who believes that Democrats would use red flag laws as a political weapon against their political enemies? No, no, they only want to save the children. That's all they ever wanted to do was to save the cheering. And so you can trust Democrats, can't you? They wouldn't misuse red flag laws, would they? No. We had to do something. So they're going to do something. Now, this thing will pass the Senate. They've got enough votes right now to make sure that even if somebody says yet nada, they've got enough votes with the 10 Republicans that have signed on to get this thing cleared in the Senate. Ought to be happy days are here again. Finally, finally, these mass shootings in America will stop. Won't they? Uh, The man that was responsible for running his car through Times Square, you remember, killed a young tourist, ran over, I don't know, 20, more than 20 people in Times Square. Oh, Richard Rojas. Wasn't his fault, as it turns out. That's what a jury found today. He was so, so whacked out, so psychologically disturbed, that when he did that, he did not know what he was doing. So he will be involuntarily sent to mental commitment, a mental commitment, instead of prison. They're going to send him to get some mental help. And that poor girl he killed, well, that's that, isn't it? New York, this is a story, even though it is New York, this story does have some significance. If you live in a place where liberals 
always are trying to find the perfect balance with rent laws, how much people can be charged for rent. New York City has approved the biggest rent hike in over 10 years. Landlords can now charge their tenants, if you're in a rent-controlled apartment, rent-subsidized apartment, stabilized rather, not subsidized, stabilized, meaning the government came in and said, you, you own this property, but you don't really own it because we're going to tell you how much you can charge people for it. So you see, it's not really yours. But anyway, New York's liberals have now determined that rent-stabilized apartments, the landlords can give a puny 3.25% increase for one-year leases and a 5% increase for two-year leases. Now, why do I say puny? Why do I say puny? Because for the last two years, landlords in New York have had to bear the brunt of COVID because the government picked them as losers. They didn't get to, people could just just pretty much squat in their houses and refuse to pay these landlords. And landlords couldn't throw them out because, you know, COVID. Well, now landlords get finally a chance to make earn some of the money back that they in some cases missed. Now remember, non-rent stabilized apartments in Manhattan hit an all-time high average of $4,000 per month last May, a 40% increase from what it was a year ago. Mayor Adams, of course, says the board's decision on the rent increase will be a burden to tenants at an already difficult time. He noted without an increase, though, small landlords were at risk of bankruptcy. What he forgot to say was thanks to Democrats like like Cuomo and de Blasio and him. Of course, the hearing was not pleasant. Those people who didn't want any rent increase at all, they shouted, they blew whistles. That was held in the, the the rent board session was held at Cooper Union's Great Hall. Whistles, all these shouts. Housing is a human right. Housing is a no. Housing is not a human right. There's no right to housing. I don't know where these liberals come up with this crap. This is a human right. That's a human right. No, housing is not a human right. Which is why there are so many people that are homeless. And then they said, we fight with the landlords, the rats, the roaches, the leaks, the no gas, the no heat, the no hot water, and you want to give them more money to do what with? That's what one resident wanted. Well, why are you living in a place that has rats, roaches, leaks, no gas, no heat, and no hot water? Why do you still want to live there? Why would you put up with that? If that's the case, why wouldn't you move somewhere that doesn't have rats, roaches, leaks, that has gas, that has heat, and that has hot water? Rents are going to start going up in October.
Now, they take the case of one person. And I understand, look, fixed income. I was just talking about this yesterday. Fixed income. What can you do? Your income is fixed. They, <clears throat> the story, where is this story from? This story is from the UK Daily Mail. They cite the case of Susan Steinberg, who's 75 years old, one of hundreds of tenants who showed up for the meeting. She used to pay $350 a month for her one-bedroom Stytown apartment. That's back in 1980. Today she pays 1500 bucks. Her rent's going to go up another 5%. I'm angry, and on a day-to-day, I have to think now, when I go to the grocery store, I can't buy everything I want. I totally get that. I totally understand that. And people on, on, on fixed incomes do have it a lot more difficult than other residents. At the same time, does anybody care that the landlords actually have to pay their mortgages too? And in the United States, something related, we're going to go to break, come back. If you want to line up, you can call us. This or anything else you want to talk about, 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. The median U.S. home price broke over $400,000 in May, first time ever. Median home, $407,600. That's a 14.8% surge compared to a year ago. And there's a, a tight housing supply. So first-time home buyers, <laughs> and now mortgage rates are going up. Thank you, Joe Biden. Mortgage rates are screaming up because of the Biden economy and the Fed raising interest rates. So all of a sudden, you're going to have to pay real interest to get a mortgage and keep a mortgage. Headed to a break. Coming back. Oh, Getting some calls already pouring in on all this stuff. Good. Glad to talk about it. But we're going to take a break first. We're going to come back. There's more news. We'll have you calls in. By the way, today is the day that the last Obi-Wan episode drops. What's he talking about? What's he talking about? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan, when I last saw you, you were the teacher and I was but the student. Uh, Obi-Wan, Disney, you know, Star Wars, that. If you have been watching Obi-Wan, please, no spoilers. But what I would like to know, the only reason I still have Disney, because I was going to drop him after all that, that grooming stuff with Florida. But they, the, the thing about it, when the day that that story broke with Disney protesting the parental rights bill in Florida and misnaming it and mischaracterizing it as a don't-say-gay bill when it didn't say that at all. The day that that story broke, they dropped the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. I'm like, I, I, what am I do now? So I've been watching Obi-Wan, and today's the last episode of Obi-Wan. I understand that this is just going to be a one-time shot. It's not going to be like Mandalorian or, um, or, Bob, or uh, what you call it, the bounty hunter guy. Boba Fett. This is just going to be, hey, it's these nine episodes and that's it. And last week's episode was bananas. So if you have an opinion on Obi-Wan and you like to, without spoilers, please don't spoil it for anybody. 
But if you do want to weigh in, if you thought this was a good one, you know, I still have my my all-time favorite Star Wars movie, as it turns out. It used to be Empire Strikes Back. I think that was still one of the best Star Wars movies in the franchise ever made. But then I like Rogue One. Rogue One surprised me by being, I think, the best star- thing in this, the whole Star Wars movie-making industry was Rogue One. But if you like Obi-Wan or you didn't like it, you can let me know. Anyway, WABC Talk Radio 77 coming right back right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush. You know, have you actually, you do the music so well that even when you don't intend something to work, it works. Oh, stop. Seriously, I have a story that was the next story up, and this song is perfect for it. WABC. Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on WABC Talk Radio 77. Remember, Cats is up next. Cats at night. So here's the story. A racist Juneteenth sign at a main insurance company sparks backlash online. Residents in the town of Millantucket or Millantucket, Millantucket, I don't know how to pronounce this town. Millantucket, I think is how you do it. Millantucket, Maine. Anyway, residents of this place up in Maine, Millinocket, say they're outraged and disappointed after a local insurance company displayed a sign on June, June about Juneteenth. This is what they put in front of this store. Juneteenth, it's whatever. We're closed. Enjoy your fried chicken and collard greens. That's what it said in front of the Harry E. Reid Insurance Agency. Now, this, sound is, this town is about uh, 50 miles away from the U.S.-Canadian border. And some of the residents of the town are, of course, disgusted. This town was linked to, it was one of the companies that Progressive Insurance used as a rep firm. And the Harry E. Reid Insurance Agency has not responded to anybody seeking request on this thing. But Progressive jumped on it. Progressive said they are totally aware and appalled by it. They said that at Progressive, diversity, equity, inclusion are fundamental to our core values. We're committed to creating an environment where our people feel welcome, valued, and respected, and expect that anyone representing Progressive take part in this commitment. The signs of direct violation of that commitment doesn't align with the company's uh, core values and code of conduct. And later on, they released a statement saying that they are terminating 
this insurance agency from the, the companies that can represent them now. That sign again, what is it, Juneteenth, it's whatever, we're closed. Enjoy your fried chicken and collard greens. I mean, seriously, yeah, yeah, that's what they, that's what they wrote. Does it surprise? No, none of this stuff surprises me. But see, here's the only thing. <clears throat> These kind of little racist statements, and yes, is it stupid and racist? Yes. Is it ignorant? Yes. There are some ignorant people in the world. The only thing is that these things make the news when it is somebody that's white or 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 when it's a statement that is racist against blacks. One of the things that I insist, we are not going to ever become the America that we should until all racism is condemned. And that includes the racism that is in the black communities that is expressed openly toward other people of other races, as well as other communities. There's no excuse from it for anybody, from anybody. It's distasteful and it's ugly. But you can't just look at one side and just always point your finger there because it doesn't only exist on one side. And that's the only issue that I have with this stuff. It should be called out. But why is it only called out in certain situations? Now, moving on. Uvalde, Texas. It is getting ugly in Uvalde. The other day, the Department of uh, Public Safety Director, Steve McCraw, went off. Called the uh, law enforcement there an abject failure. He said that, you know, the cops there cared more about cops' lives than they did about children's lives. And now the mayor of Uvalde, Don McLaughlin, is saying the gloves are off, that this guy from the Department of uh, Public Safety Director, he's lying about what happened and all that and all that. But there are pictures again in the day of the Daily Mail of cops lined up, they say, ready to breach the classrooms there. And it didn't take place for 46 minutes. So if this guy's lying, I'd like to know how he's lying. Okay, because it seems that everyone is pretty much saying, hey, these guys didn't go in anywhere from 46 minutes to an hour later. Now, maybe there are some reasons, but they're not forthcoming with what those reasons were. There was also a story today of one of the Uvalde officers whose wife called him to report to him that she had was shot and she was dying. He tried to get in there. They restrained him. He's a cop. They restrained him and took his gun away. Wouldn't let him go in to try to save his wife. It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder. Gavin Newsom has been in the headlines. Gavin who? The governor of California, Kate. The governor of California. Gavin Newsom. Two articles, two days. The last one I saw was on Fox. Gavin Newsom should be the Democrats' replacement for Joe Biden, top Democrat strategist suggests. Who's that strategist? David Axelrod. Obama's chief strategist back in the day. Now, he didn't completely throw Biden under the bus. He said if the president were not to run... It's hard to imagine that Newsom would not be sorely tempted to enter the race. Newsom's young, politically muscular, which may be just what the market will be seeking post-Biden. Politically muscular? This guy's 
Um, I couldn't believe that the people of California actually elected this guy governor after he totally trashed and destroyed San Francisco when he was when he was the mayor there. But this is what you know. Rush used to say this all the time that Democrats get rewarded for their failures, and th- one of the best case scenarios would be Governor Newsom. He got elected governor after the horrible job he did in San Francisco. There's another story about parents being left out. Teachers telling their students, hey, forget your parents, I'm your mama now. That story's in BizPack Review today. It's a New Jersey school. And it has a sign that basically suggests in this classroom, the school's not identified. The sign pretty much suggests, hey, screw your parents. Come get your free mom hugs here. And if it says if your if your parents it has a polar bear draped in a, a pride flag surrounded by cubs. And it reads, if your parents aren't accepting of your identity, I'm your mom now. I wish they'd tell us what school in New Jersey this is. These, this is going to be a deeper factor in these upcoming elections than anyone thinks. This out-of-control wokeness that has taken over so many schools in America. Did you know, ladies and gentlemen, that your one of your favorite dishes over the years has changed its name? Yes, it has. Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. 85 years on the market. Just think, Grandma was buying Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Then Mama, Daddy, and now you buying your Kraft Macaroni. Now it's not going to be called... Kraft macaroni and cheese anymore. They've changed it. You want to know what the new name is? Sure you do. It's called mac and cheese. Kraft's mac and cheese. Whoa. Yeah. I don't think that's going to cause not one iota, not one customer to lose faith with Kraft. And they're, as they say, they're delicious and dripping, creamy, cheesy goodness. WABC Talk Radio 77, Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We are going to take your calls. A lot more news to discuss. I don't see any Obi-Wan. Is nobody watching Obi-Wan but me? And that's about one of the only shows that I watch. That is the only appointment show right now I think I'm watching. I say, okay, it's blah, blah, blah day. This show is on. That's the only one. I don't even watch the Sunday shows anymore. The Sunday shows are so boring. I used to, You couldn't pry me away from the Sunday shows. Every week, that was it. You, there were two things on Sunday I, you couldn't pry me away from, the NFL and the Sunday shows. I watch neither anymore. I don't bother watching any of the anti-American NFL crap, and I do not watch these putrid Sunday shows. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, WABC. It's 
Los Nerdies Rush Hour. We're coming right back after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Bo Snerdly. On 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdly. Rush. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdly. From his first solo album, Lionel Richie, Lady, you bring me up when I'm down. I guess that could be a double entendre. I don't know. Anyway, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdley here. Bo Snerdley's Rush Hour on WABC. Yeah, there's going to be, um, speaking of music, I always speak of music, there's going to be uh, a pretty amazing concert in coming weeks. Uh, there's going to be one in Los Angeles. Actually, they had to add another date. The first one sold out in 10 minutes. And there's going to be a second one in London at Wembley Stadium. There are memorials to Taylor Hawkins from the Foo Fighters. And they occur, both of them, in September. The one in uh, London is early September. The ones in Los Angeles are late September. And it's going to be, they're going to be some of the uh, best rock and roll and best music groups performing. This is being presented by the Foo Fighters and by Taylor Hawkins' family. It's a memorial service for him, in a way, a memorial concert. We're going to have more on that in the days to come. And in about two weeks, we're going to be interviewing one of the people that is going to be taking part as one of the performers in that concert series. So uh, that's something to look forward to. I'll tell you more about that later. Uh, Meanwhile, gas prices, it is official now. Joe Biden has called on Congress to suspend the federal gasoline tax. Because so many of you are suffering with high gas prices. So I guess this 18.4% levy on regular gas, 24 cent on diesel, I guess that's supposed to ease all your concerns, huh? So we get that suspended for a brief while. And that's supposed to take care of everything, right? I don't think people are going to even notice that, but you may think that it's a really big deal. Joe Biden said something else that's strange. Can't play. We have that Joe Biden bite. Let's listen to this together, folks. Tell me what you think about this. Go ahead, hit it. You have, I know you're looking for more money from Congress for the, this vaccine campaign and for, for COVID funding going into the fall. Uh, how much of the supply of vaccines for these small children uh, is there, and, and how many of the nation's kids will you be able to get vaccinated before you need more money uh, from Congress? Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do need more money, but we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. 
And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. We need money to plan for a second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. And we need some money to plan for that, Joker. That's something them Trump people didn't do. They didn't they didn't plan ahead for pandemics, but we we are going to plan ahead cuz there's going to be another pandemic. And we need some money for it now. We need to plan. There's going to be a second pandemic, y'all. We're not just going to stop with this one pandemic. How are you hearing that? Are you hearing that that we are planning because it is possible that in the future there might be another pandemic? Is that how you're hearing this? Or are you, let's play it, I know it's a little bit lengthy, bear through the question, and let's just focus on what Joe Biden is saying. He's being asked about the money for these vaccinations for the kids. And I repeat once again, I do not understand this, this, this obsession with making sure that children below six years old receive vaccinations when statistically 0.01% of those children would suffer fatally from COVID. I don't understand the obsession with this. I don't understand why this government is spending billions of dollars now insisting that young babies and toddlers get this. Meanwhile, they are not being forthcoming with the problems associated in the cases where there are. They're not being transparent about how many people, whether it's small, whether it's a minuscule number, or whether it's a larger number. They're not being transparent about people that are suffering adverse reactions at all. Senator Ron Johnson on this program talked about that last week. Rand Paul confronted Dr. Fauci with that information. We played those clips for you here. But I don't understand this obsession with making sure that every young child is going to be vaccinated when, and this is the correct number, zero. 0.01% of children are at risk from COVID as a fatality, as a fatal disease. 0.01%. But I digress. Let's listen to Joe Biden one more time, and you tell me what you think this means. Go ahead, hit it. You have, I know you're looking for more money from Congress for the, this vaccine campaign and for, for COVID funding going into the fall. Uh, how much of the supply of vaccines for these small children uh, is there and, and how many of the nation's kids will you be able to get vaccinated before you need more money uh, from Congress? Well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do need more money. But we don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think ahead. And that's not something the last outfit did very well. That's something we've been doing for fairly well. That's why we need the money. Uh huh. That's why they need the money, because there's going to be another pandemic, y'all. Hmm. Hmm. Meanwhile, 
And we are going to take your calls. Calls 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I just want to run this by you. We talked briefly about health care and the health care cost yesterday. Here's a story today from The Hill. The cost of insulin is driving Americans into debt, a study found. Charity Rx found that people are taking on $9,000 worth of debt on average, to cover the cost of insulin for their diabetes treatment. And for many people, taking on an additional $9,000 is a big deal, and they don't have it. Now, I spoke yesterday about more driving costs that are going on in the healthcare field, and I reminded you of something, and I'm not hearing much pushback on this. The Obama administration, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats, told us Way back when, 12, was it 12, 14 years ago, whatever it was, they said, okay, all you have to do is pass this Obamacare dealie. Yeah, 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 Republicans don't want to vote for it because Republicans, you know those people, they're evil, they're rotten, they're biggest, they're nasty. They're not going to help us. But we Democrats, we're going to shove this Obamacare down your throat whether you like it or not, and you're going to be able to keep your doctor, you're going to be able to keep your plan, and we're going to drive the cost of health care down. None of which has happened. Healthcare costs are rising in everything. You'd see this report today. Families now are having a difficult time trying to pay for their insulin. How did this happen? The cost of premiums has skyrocketed. It has not gone down. I only have one question for you. When Democrats make all these promises to you, I don't care what they are. They're going to fix immigration. They're going to fix DACA, which is still not fixed for the dreamers. Oh, they're going to fix health care. They're going to fix racism. They're going to come up with something and do something to stop these school shootings. How come nothing the Democrats ever say they're going to do works? And then how come when it doesn't work, Democrat voters don't hold Democrats accountable for lying to them? Because none of the things that they promise seem to ever materialize. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, coming back. Your calls are coming up when we get back, and we'll be back right after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurley Rush on Rush. 77 WABC. The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Never, ever miss a minute of Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour. No matter where you are in the world, all you have to do, hit us up, wabcradio.com. Get the WABC app. Gloria Gaynor brings us back. This is, of course, an iconic song. It's an anthem. It is a disco anthem. Yes, right. If you're stuck in rush hour, just groove, baby.
Let's head to the telephones. Mike in Pennsylvania, thanks for waiting. Thanks for holding. You're on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. Mike, what is on your mind this afternoon? How you doing, Bo? Thanks for taking my call. I got two things real quick. I had one, but then you said something else. A pandemic is sure going to happen when the elections come up. Uh-huh. So they'll shut everybody again. That's why he's telling everybody. He's stupid. He's, telling, he's already planning it. You know, that's that's one. Okay, you'll see October. Oh, my God, we got a pandemic. Shut things down. So, New York is on your bill button. You know, we can go. Same thing that they did, you know, for the presidential election. Second of all, want to stop the shootings, the mass shootings? Mm-hmm. Don't sh- shoot her on TV. Don't show the shooter. Don't say his name. You can report the kids that got shot and whatever, but keep him out of the mix. You know, they get, they get anchors. They take the anchor from World News Tonight and toss him into the town there. You know, these guys see that, and they think they're going to be immortal. And they make them immortal because they even keep repeating it every year. It's 10 years since Columbine. It's this year and the, and this shooter. Stop, you know, uh, don't give them any air time. And believe me, it'll cut down because one of the things they want to do, they want to commit suicide, and they're telling people, watch what I do. Watch what I do. They're saying it. So you put them on TV, what's going to happen, right? Going to get more of it. Mike, thank you so much for your call. Appreciate that. Let us go to Melville and Wally. Hello, Wally. Time's running short, but we want to get you in. Wally, what's on your mind this afternoon? Well, thank you, Mr. Golden. I'll be as fast as I can. The rent control laws in New York are archaic. We have people living in these apartments that make hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they stay there. It should be time and income-based. And I know landlords, I won't mention his name, Timmy, that is a great landlord, takes care of his people. And Bo, I'm available. If you want me to have a, uh, a co-host like Mark Stein, I'll be available any day but Tuesday. You know he's booked. You have a great day, Bo. <laughs> I love you, Wally. Thank you, my man. Harold in Greenwich, Connecticut. How are you, Harold? Welcome. Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. What's going on, Harold? Hey, I'm doing great. Follow up on the, uh, the, the rent stabilization issue. You made a misstatement earlier, Uh-oh. and that is that uh, there was COVID money available for landlords. It was given in block grants to the states. Uh, New York has not distributed any of the money to the landlords. They're okay, thank you. And you are so, so dead on right. And I should have made that distinction. The landlords didn't get the money because the state held on to it. So, yes, the landlords were still suffering trying to figure out how to pay their bills. And by the way, I'm glad you mentioned this, Harold, because there's another article today that I read. It's a lengthy article about how hospitals scored with this COVID thing. And the rich hospitals, the rich hospitals made out like bandits with COVID. That's a whole nother story. I had a text from one of the beautiful women in the world. Remember the story, Daily Mail, yesterday, that the two most beautiful women, according to science, are Amber Heard and Kim Kardashian, my butt cheek. And anyway, one of the beautiful women said the obsession that Joe Biden and these people have with getting the kids vaccinated, hmm, their goal is to pad their own pockets with kickbacks. That's the obsession. Aha, aha. Wonder what you think about that, Dave in Orange County. Thanks for waiting, Dave. You're on WABC Boston Airways Rush Hour. Remember, Catch at Night comes up next. What's on your mind, Dave? Yeah, hello, James. 
I'd just like to make a comment on that uh, hundredth of a percent of children that die from COVID. Yes. Now, I remember Walensky saying months ago that she finally had to admit that 75% of the people who died had comorbidities, four more co- comorbidities. Now, now you look at the children and you say, oh, 400 and some odd children have died. Look at the percentage of them that had comorbidities also, whether it was cancer, asthma, or other things. They Ooh. just aren't being honest. And the big thing is, like you said, it's, it's just that. It's, it's all about money and power. There is no transparency whatsoever. when this, And that's the thing that's frightening to me. Look, I don't care what the answers are. I do care. But, I mean, if the answers are that something is truly truly dangerous and we need to 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 vaccinate everybody then be honest but when people are asking questions what are the side effects of this you can't get answers from your government how many people are really suffering this that that have no comorbidities as you just raised you can't get answers these are very basic things that would be in any medical study for people to look at and get answers. And why is this government not delivering? And we have an entire mainstream press apparatus that is not curious, that will not investigate any of this. And the doctors that talk about it are banned from social media. And the doctors that talk about this thing have to live in fear that if they speak too loudly, they are going to be ostracized in the medical community and lose their livelihood. Something is really wrong here, folks. There's something glaringly wrong with the way that COVID information is distributed and reported in this country. Upper East Side, New York. Leo, welcome. WABC, you're on Boston Early's Rush Hour. Good afternoon, James. Uh, the Biden administration won't actually uh, get ready for the, for the election. So when when uh, eventually they're gonna come with a new COVID uh, variant or with some with some flu, and opposition's gonna be saying this is just flu. There's there's no side effects. They're gonna say, you remember when we vaccinated the kids? There was zero mortality, but we actually was step ahead. We vaccinated, it. we prevented it. So now we gotta do the same. Coincidentally, three months, five months before before election. Uh, and we got to get in the quarantine, we got to shut off businesses, and let's go to ballot and vote. Boy, you people out there, you people sure are suspicious of your government. You think these people have some underhanded motives. Mm, mm, but mm. James, this time it's going to be fair. It's going to be <laughs> no doubt. It's going to be 70 30 for Democrats. <laughs> so they would not be yeah, okay. Okay, Peter, quickly, what is your point, Peter, on both Nerdy's Rush Hour? Time's running out. Remember, catch it night up next. Peter, what is up? Oh, you called this before Biden did. We talked last week, and I told you about they want to do online voting. Mark Happen made a statement in Newsmax, and then you came up and told me, he says, hmm, maybe they'll create another uh, pandemic, and then they'll do it that way. Don't you recall that? Yes, and now here's Joe Biden today saying... Yeah, we need money because we've got a plan for another pandemic. Look, folks, we're going to have another pandemic, damn you. We need some money for it. Amazing how that happens. Peter, thank you for the call. Let us go to Gregory in Manhattan. Gregory, what is on your mind? Boston Airways Rush Hour. Gregory, Gregory. 
Okay, Go ahead. Can you hear me? Yep, can 30 seconds. Me? Yes, 30 okay. seconds. They're, they're going to have keep the Russian war going on so they can also have a Russian cyber attack on our elections. They're going to keep the Russians as our enemy, and they're going to say they screwed up our elections, and they're going to put, uh, you know, who back in office again. And they're going to say anyone who's against that is a, t- is a terrorist, and they're, they're taking over our government. So keep Russia fighting. There'll be a cyber attack against our elections, I guarantee you. Thank you, Gregory. Like I said, boy, oh boy, you people are suspicious of your government. Boston Early's Rush Hour back tomorrow. Obi-Wan tonight. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We need all the blessings, folks, that we can use. We can use them all. See you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs>